Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Toronto, Canada with my new friend Brandon Miller of MySecondPassport.ca. While Brandon traveled the world for 15 years, his heart was always in Toronto. He knew that when he wanted to settle down, he would return home to raise his family. In this episode, Brandon and I talk about visiting the Toronto Christmas Market, taking a ferry to Toronto Island, and exploring the Flatiron Building. You're about these three amazing experiences and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Toronto. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks. I appreciate it. Right on. So today we're talking about Toronto. It's a city that I've been to, uh, only been once, but it was a city I love visiting. And uh, you're actually my third guest talking about Toronto. And so I'm looking forward to hearing some of your amazing tips and, and hearing a little bit also about how people can become Canadians. Awesome. Yeah, love it. Love it. So what's your connection to Toronto? Well, uh, I grew up in and around Toronto my whole life, and uh, I, I moved back. I was overseas for a number of years, about 15 years. And then when I came back, I, I obviously wanted to settle back into where I grew up a little bit, and I had family and whatnot. And it's just uh, it's just a really great, great place to be. So I, I actually have more of an appreciation for it because I was gone for so long. I came back, and I was like, wow, this is, this is a fantastic city. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty lucky in that respect. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's one of those things like, we, you know, you're young, you're like, oh, you kind of take things for granted and you go away and you're like, wow, I really miss those things that kind of were boring or old or whatever, you know? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I got to tell you, because I had, I had a frame of reference, right? I came back and I was like, wow, we've actually done things right here a little bit. So yeah, it was great. That's fantastic. So if you had to describe the city or the people there in like one or two words, how would you do that? First word that comes to mind is diverse. Canada and, and Toronto in particular is pretty diverse in terms of, I always like to think in the context of food, like, you know, you can basically get any type of uh, any type of food dish that you want or, or find whatever you want pretty much here. And you have some pretty substantial communities and it just all kind of works, which is great. Yeah, that's the word that pops to mind for me. Yeah, I love that. I love that like melting pot aspect of things. So if people are planning their visit to Toronto, when I think of like the north, I'm thinking of cold, but like winter and everything else like that. But obviously there's also great weather, weather like in the summer and stuff. So what's the weather like throughout the year? And then are there certain festivals that maybe people want to plan the trip around? 
So we have four seasons here, um, you know, cold winters, hot summers, depending on the year. And really, I would say, depending on what you want to do, the ideal time would be uh, summer. It doesn't get like crazy hot, but we have, you know, sometimes in August it gets a little gets a little hot. But if you want to do some snow, like there's obviously, you know, that's what we're known for, right? There's a lot of really great, uh, great things to do outside as well terms of things to do like i think the big thing in the summer around toronto would be the cne which is the canadian national exhibition which is basically just a big i don't want to use the word carnival but it, it kind of is it's so much more you know the winter time they've got the christmas market and and different festivals but you know what the great thing about toronto is there's always something that's going on concert wise We've got a lot of great concert venues. Uh, you know, if you're looking more for a classical type thing, there's Roy Thompson Hall, for instance. But you know what I like to do there is they actually, they'll put up movies. I don't know if you have any Star Wars fans out there, for instance, but they'll have the symphony play all the music while you're watching the movie, which is fantastic. Yeah, there's different types of venues for that. There's fairs. There's always festivals going on. And then when I was talking about the diversity and whatnot, too, you've you've got a lot of like, quote-unquote ethnic festivals which are just fantastic uh toronto in the summer there's always something going on winter as well it's a good time anytime to come i'll tell you just as a side note lee i lived in the tropics for like eight years you know when i got back it, it was man I, I have such an appreciation for winter now it was always like either hot or like rainy but now it's uh you know you've got a really a taste of everything so it's fantastic absolutely i i mean as much as I love the summertime, I love also wearing like some of my nice sweaters or jackets and everything like that during the winter, you know? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Canada is obviously known for hockey and, and things like that as well. And so having those four seasons enables those other sports. You know, I'm a big sports fan and I like to travel and, and see games whenever I go places. And so having, you know, the, obviously the Maple Leafs there you kind of in the wintertime and, and then, you know, baseball during the summer. So you get, you're pretty much hitting it uh, all year long. Yeah, we got uh, we got all of the major sports here, which is great. So you know, and and also the Raptors as well. They did uh, they they've had a couple of really good years. So yeah, no, sports is fantastic. And then like the time I was there in Toronto, this was actually two years ago, right before COVID started and everything. I actually flew into Toronto and head up to the Blue Mountain with my daughter, and we had a fantastic time. And actually, even though it was January when we came there to Toronto. It actually wasn't that cold. It didn't feel unbearable or anything like that. It just felt, okay, a little chilly, but it wasn't that bad. No, it, it generally isn't. And, you know, the difference is, is that I have a lot of clients that I deal with that are coming, you know, from places like the Middle East and whatnot. And they're like, oh, is it cold? And I'm like, you know what? It's cold, but the difference is, is that you're in a hot climate all the time. And it's similar if you're in a hot climate and you come here. It's like you go from aircon to aircon. Here you just go from heated place to heated car to heated place. So it's kind of the opposite of it. So it's not really cold. And then, you know what? Honestly, the best thing is, is when you're outside, you get that nice, crisp, cold, fresh air. And then, you you know, you can go inside and you appreciate the warm, uh, the warm fire that much more, you know? Oh, for sure. So, okay. So if people are planning their trip to, to Toronto, they would just fly right into the Toronto airport. That's like the big main international airport, correct? Yeah, Toronto Pearson. Yeah, that's the airport. Or if they're coming in from the States, uh, they can fly uh, one of the airlines, which is the Toronto Island uh, Airport. You know, Porter Airlines runs out of the major hubs from like New York and Boston and different areas like that. So that will land you like right in the middle of the city. Like it doesn't get more downtown than that. 
otherwise, you know, you can uh, you can fly into uh, Toronto Pearson, which is out in Mississauga. Strangely enough, as most airports are, they're not really in the middle of downtown. But yeah, you know, and there's easy access to get into uh, Toronto. Right on. Okay, so so say we're flying into the international airport there, Pearson. And then from there, if we want to get into the city, do we rent a car? Do we take public transportation? Like, how do we get from the airport to the city? Uh, there's a few different options. You you can you can take a bus. You can take an Uber. You can take a taxi. You can take a like one of the limo things. They do have a like a, a train. Uh, it's called the Up Express, where you can actually hop that, and that'll take you down to Union Station, which is basically you know Young and Front Street, which is downtown downtown. It doesn't get more downtown than that. So they, they do have that service as well. So it's pretty uh, pretty easy to get from the airport. Um, again, if you're taking highways and stuff, you know, like any other any other time, it's busy around there. But um, if around rush hour and whatnot, but the train's a good option uh, for most people. Okay, and then same thing when we get into the city and we're we're moving around and we're exploring around, uh, eating some of the awesome restaurants we're going to talk about or seeing some of the attractions. Do we rent a car or, or take public transportation or is it just easy to walk around? If you're downtown, like I would not rent a car. I would use public transit. The transit systems are not scary by any stretch. They might be a little bit uh, not as involved as say like a New York or, or a Seoul or something. But it's uh, no, the, the transportation system is just fine. Obviously, we have, you know, we have Ubers and, and taxis and whatnot, which are not too onerous. Um, a great streetcar system as well. I would not rent a car. Also, depending on the time of year, they have uh, bikes, like kind of drop and go like bicycles. So you can just um, grab a bike and then drop it off at another spot. And a lot of people get around that way as well. Okay. Yeah. I've seen those in like New York, like the city bikes. Right. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. All right. Now, obviously, Toronto is, is one of the major cities in Canada. As far as the, how big of a city is it? And then are there certain parts of the town where that's where if we're looking to book a hotel or Airbnb or whatever, what part of town should we look at uh, booking? I would suggest like if you're coming and you're staying and you want to be around the attractions and get around quite easily, I would suggest being like right downtown. You know, there's a number of different places to stay. Some things that come to mind, I, I mentioned Union Station right across the street from that. There's a really nice hotel called the Royal York it's an older type hotel. You know, there's the Harbor Castle, which is down on on the water if you want to do that. There's a ton of like Airbnbs and whatnot around too. One of my favorite hotels is Hotel X. Uh, it's a newer hotel. It's out by the CNE. But again, I always tell people like, you know, I have a lot of people that are coming into town. I, I'm just like, listen, like stay downtown. There's a ton of stuff to do down there. Uh, you're around most of the attractions. Just great down there. Right on. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Kimpton and uh, the Kimpton St. George, when it opened there, I was like, I was excited because I'm like, okay, awesome. I can go to Toronto now and I can enjoy my Kimpton. I love their wine hour in the evening and uh, they always take a really good care of me. So I'm always looking forward to being able to stay at a Kimpton property. So when we're, when we're talking about uh, obviously Toronto, like we talked about baseball and, and basketball and, and hockey, uh, but what are some of the other things to do when we're there visiting the town? Well, there's the CN Tower, which is uh, that big tower, which is known as the landmark. So that's a, that's a good place to hit. Uh, and right next to that, you've got the aquarium. And then right next to that, you've got Skydome, which is where the, the Blue Jays play. The CNE is not too far from there, which is a Canadian national exhibition. Across there, you can hop on a ferry and go over to Toronto Island. That's a really nice place to just walk around. There's a great boardwalk. You're looking at the city from across the water. So you get some really nice views. 
there's a few things to do over there. There's like Centerville, which is really good for kids and, and whatnot. And just, uh, just a great place to kind of relax and chill out. Well, what, what is Centerville then? Cause I, I have, I have kids and I travel with my, my kids a lot. They're like right now they're six and 10. So anything I could find that's like, okay, directed for the kids. I'm all about that. It's like a little amusement park. So they have, you know, like little trains that go around and stuff. There's like little games and different things like that. Um, they have like a, a little zoo, like a petting zoo and stuff. There's like pony rides and things like that. So just really nice. Also, you can, if you really want, you can just hop on, rent like a little boat and there's all these little inlets and marshes and different things that you can go through. It's, it's fantastic, you know hop in a kayak or, or things like that. There's really some great stuff to do around there. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. One of the things I was looking at when I was uh, kind of exploring Toronto online before our, our interview here, I was just in New York about a month ago and the Flatiron building is like one of the you know iconic buildings in New York. It actually was surprising to me that there's a Flatiron building in Toronto as well. I guess it's like known as like the Gooderdam building. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool, really cool buildings around here too. The one that I would say that really sticks out in mind to me is, you know, the first Canadian place. It's the white one, the white building that you'll see in the skyline. It's it's actually the Bank of Montreal building and whatnot. But that's actually one of the iconic buildings that stands out for me when you, when you bring that up. Yeah, that's awesome. Because like, as much as people like going to museums and everything else like that, I'm more interested in actually the buildings and, and just... You know, they just don't make buildings like they used to, you know, I mean, the, the way that the, the structures and, and the, the little small details and, and stuff like that, they, they just don't make buildings like that anymore. You know what, if you're, if you're really into that, you'd, you'd want to go to basically King and Bay, which is the financial district. And you'll see a lot of the old like buildings that were built in like the 1800s and different things like that, that area, front street, right? The thing about Toronto is, is that you've got front street, but you've still got a bunch of land that's further down and that's all reclaimed land. So front street used to be, you know, when Toronto was, was older was that was the front street to the lake, but they've reclaimed a lot of the land. You'll see a lot of the, a lot of the different buildings in there. That was the, that's the financial district. So you've got a lot of the old banks and, and the banks here, some of them are older than, than the country. Right. So, you know, you've got some really great architecture in there which is fantastic. Just a little side uh, thing for you. When I was talking about the reclaimed land, I remember a few years ago, you know, they were excavating to put it in a condo and they found an old like, you know, ship from like the 1800s or whatnot that was in the land from there. So they obviously the developer wasn't a fan because that actually probably derailed their timetable and whatnot. But it was just amazing because, um, you know, you got you got to remember, like, that's all reclaimed land in there. So they were digging some of this stuff up. It was great. It's fantastic, but there's some great history down there for sure. Yeah, that's really amazing. I mean, coming from California, we, everything was like kind of new, right? And there's so much history, like on the on the east coast of of North America, that as you're digging up buildings and, and trying to create a new one, you never know what you're going to dig up, and you you might dig up, like you said, a, a ship from the 1800s, and uh, that's totally forgotten. When I, one of the other things I was looking up when I was uh, kind of investigating things, there's something called the, the St. Lawrence Market. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, St. Lawrence Market's great. That's down on Front Street, actually. Just an old market. Going down there on the weekend and just poking around and, and uh, some of the different craft foods and different things that you can pull out of there are fantastic. So that's a great little, uh, great little place to go and check out, specifically on the weekends. There's a lot of really great little things in there. 
Yeah, so they have uh, like both like things you can buy as well as restaurants and everything, everything like that, right? Yeah, like um, you know, I, I, the thing that comes to mind, my buddy would go down there all the time, and he would go down there just for like an Asiago dip that he would he would buy at his parties and stuff, you know. And he went specifically for that, you know. So yeah, you can go buy little food items or or you know little craft items, things like that, or or you know just hang out and have a coffee at one of the shops. But it's you know you talk about the different architecture and things like that, like it's, it's fantastic. It's really beautiful in there. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, one of the things that like. I know that Nashville, where I live in Toronto, they have a pretty strong connection. Nashville's, which is kind of odd, it's but it is a hockey town, and so we wouldn't think of it that way. But the, actually, the the Hall of Fame for hockey is actually in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah, Hockey Hall of Fame is act- again. Here we go, man. I'm plugging Front Street all the time. So, like, basically, Young in Front uh, is the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's just an amazing building. If you're if you're a hockey fan, like, it's a must. It's just a must. Yeah, ton of stuff in there. For sure. And, and I'll, obviously, whenever I go to a game, I'm all about the beer and, and stuff like that. And I know that Toronto has a, kind of like a burgeoning craft brew scene with like some of the breweries and everything, right? Yes, of course. If you really want to get into that, there's some really good little places to go. I would actually suggest one of the one of the cool things is down by the CN Tower, you've got a there's a brewery there. It's called Steam Whistle. Have you heard of that? No. So. It's actually really cool because it's it's located in a, uh, you know, those rotary train yards. So it's located in there and they've got all the old trains and stuff in there. It's fantastic. But if you want to go over and check something else for some other bars and different things like that, you know, there's the distillery district, which is over the old Guterman Warts, which is um, distilleries, right? And they, they revived it all and, and put that all together. And that's there's some really great little restaurants and pubs and different things in there, which are fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. So, so speaking of like, you know, food and drinks and everything, uh, what are some of the good restaurants we should make sure we hit when we're there in, in Toronto? Oh man, there's so many. That's an unfair question, Lee. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so I would say, you know, listen, you can, you can pretty much find like top notch food in any type of cuisine that you're looking for. We've got a really, and I'm air quoting right now, authentic Chinatown and there's some really really fantastic restaurants in there you know you get into like Spadina and Dundas which would be the the heart of that and any restaurant that you're going to go into there is fantastic uh, if you're looking for something a little bit more upscale uh, you want to look for a view of the city there's it's called Canoe uh, which is at the top of TD Tower I believe and then you've got uh, actually there's a there's a great an okay restaurant uh, on top of the CN Tower as well, which is rotating as well. So if you want to go hit that, that's a great little thing to do if you're here as a tourist. You sit down there and the the restaurant rotates and you get a full view of the city in I think about an hour's time. Toronto really punches above its weight in terms of uh, in terms of restaurants and whatnot. I think I think there's some pretty good uh, places to be had. For sure. One of the places that I would suggest checking out uh, if you want to do some research on that is like blog.to. They have some great restaurant reviews and, and different things there. So or or even Toronto Life, you know, just check those out. You can find whatever you want. Obviously, Toronto's right there on the water. So there's probably a lot of great seafood. Is there a good seafood restaurant you recommend? Yeah, I, I definitely like Rodney's Oyster House downstairs or downtown. That's a fantastic restaurant uh, that comes to mind. So uh, I believe that's down on Kink. Yeah, that's a great restaurant. Right on. And, you know, obviously Canada is known for certain foods like poutine and, and other things like that. But are there certain restaurants there that are in Toronto where it's more like mm-hmm. a like local, like Canadian type of food? 
You know what? There's a really great restaurant. It's called Antler. And they that really is like, you know, they've got a di- lot of different wild Canadian uh, stuff. So if you're if you really want to go and check out and have some deer or some wild boar or some bison or something like that, rabbit, whatever, they've got some really good like game type food. It's fantastic. That's something I would definitely check out as well. Oh, that sounds amazing. Now, obviously, we're going to be out and about exploring Toronto for like for the full day and everything. Where would we go if we want to get like a really good breakfast before we head out for the day? You know what? My favorite breakfast is is one of these old like diners, and I would suggest like Fran's. Fran's restaurant is is fantastic. Uh, so their breakfast is always like solid. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate you coming on the show for sharing all these amazing tips for Toronto. I learned a lot and I can't wait to come back there and visit another time. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Toronto, where should they go and what should they eat? Koreatown, Christie and Bloor. There's a ton of really great like, and really authentic Korean restaurants. That's my hands down favorite. Right on. Uh, is there like a certain dish you'd recommend there? Uh, you know, the Calbee's and, and uh, just getting a nice Calbee dish or, or even like a kimchi jjigae, like the kimchi soups and stuff. They're all they're all like hands down authentic. Um, amazing. So obviously you, you lived there, you grew up, you left for 15 years and now you're back. You, you have some amazing stories. Like what's one of your most memorable? For me, definitely the back to back World Series when, when the Jays won. Like that was it was just off the chain like the city like just came alive i guess recently we had that with the raptors as well uh and hopefully maybe in the next decade we'll see that with the leafs or or whatnot but who knows that for me was something that uh was something i'll remember for the rest of my life it was fantastic oh for sure one thing i want to do uh when i go to a blue jays game because i always want to go to like uh, local games is actually stay at the hotel that actually is there inside the stadium yeah, that's fantastic. It's a Marriott now, so you can stay up there. You can watch the game, you know, and and you're right in the, you're right in the stadium. Yeah, that's a, it's such a cool experience. Speaking of good experiences and and you know having a beer at the game and everything, where's the happiest happy hour in Toronto? I would say head over to the distillery district if you want something. You know, there's no shortage of like pubs and different things like that. Again, Mill Street breweries. Uh, there's a Great Lakes brewery. I would definitely check out the distillery district because I, you know, especially in the summertime, like you've got all these patios out there, like the old cobblestone area and whatnot. It's just, it's just beautiful. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is like check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Toronto? Oh man, the, the big slice right downtown. In case you didn't get it, it it's a big slice. <laughs> so, ton of pepperoni. I know, I know that. Uh, anybody from Toronto might argue there's so many good places, but that's the thing that just comes comes to mind right off right off the bat, especially for a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, there we go. Now, uh, obviously, you help people come from all over the all over the world to become a, a citizen uh, there in Canada, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But between that and then all your years of traveling uh, before coming back to Canada, you have some amazing travel experiences. Like, what's your best travel tip? My best travel tip for Toronto is if you uh, if you want to hit the attractions here, they have uh, they have something called a city pass, and basically they have these in a number of different cities uh, all over North America. But that is definitely the best bang for the buck in terms of being able to hit all of the different venues, like the you know the CN Tower, the the aquariums, and all the stuff. Basically, what you're going to pay for going to like eight different venues you can do it for one you know like it's a fantastic value so 
I think the must-dos when you're here, CN Tower Aquarium, Castle Loma is fantastic uh, as well. And then, you know, you've got the option. I believe they've got the zoo, the Toronto, Toronto Zoo and things like that there if you want to hit that. But that's the biggest value for sure. Right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for frugal options and being able to buy one thing and then be able to get all those other entrance, all those other places. And I know sometimes those city passes also include like public transportation and everything like that too, or, or discounts on, on restaurants and other attractions as well. So it's definitely a good option. One thing that I always like to point out to people is that, that if you're coming to Toronto, there's a few things that you might want to hit just outside of the city. Most notably, Niagara Falls, right? You can hop down to Niagara Falls. It's about a two-hour drive. And obviously that being, I think it's still one of the natural wonders of the world. It's absolutely awesome. So if you're coming all this way to Toronto, that's something to definitely hit. And I'll tell you, really great deal in there for like Groupons. You know, you can hit something there and get a night out for there for like a ton of stuff, wine tasting tours and all the different things. And that's literally like an hour and a half, two hours from Toronto. Definitely worth the drive. Yeah, for sure. Now you mentioned like the the Marriott being inside of the the Blue Jays Stadium. Actually, there's a Marriott that I want to stay at that at Niagara Falls that actually all the rooms, well, not, not all the rooms, but some of the rooms actually overlook the falls. So it's like a perfect setting. Especially if you, you know, you're there on a little romantic weekend with your wife or, or something. You know what? I've stayed in that hotel, and there's there's also a Hilton that's really big and a Four Points, uh, Four Points as well. But that Mar- the Marriott that you uh, alluded to, that actually is like right there. Like that's probably the best view for sure. Well, Ren, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all those amazing tips for Toronto. Can you tell the audience a little about like who you are, what you do, and talk about your book? Because I actually got a copy of that and uh, I learned some amazing things. That's awesome. So, you know what? Uh, for the last like 10 years, I've been helping people come and immigrate to Canada and settle here. So I operate an immigration legal practice here. Uh, but I also put together a book called Second Passport over the last two years. And I've been actually helping people basically come, not only come here, but get settled in and do pretty well. So uh, that's what I do. Again, I, I like to see myself as more of a nation builder where I'm, I'm, you know, helping people come here, settle in and give them options for the future for them and their family. And you know, what's even surprising, it's amazingly simple. And this is what um, over and over when I speak to people, they it sounds so complicated, but it's actually really simple uh, for the right person to be able to come here and, and get a second passport to Canada. So, yeah, that's what I do. So I spent a lot of time overseas and I got really, I guess, uh, infected with the, the travel bug a little bit. But, uh, you know, once I had a family and whatnot, I decided to come back and settle here like a lot of my clients do. But uh, the world's an interesting place. And instead of me actually going to the world, I'm bringing the world to me now. So that's what I <laughs> That's what I like to do. That's so awesome. Like you're adding, you like you personally are adding to the cultural diversity there in Toronto. So that's awesome. Congrats on that. So I remember seeing on your website, you have like a, a course or a challenge or something like that. We'll link to that obviously in the show notes, but what is that? You know, a lot of people, what they do is they don't understand. I, I alluded to how easy it is to actually come to Canada. They don't understand how easy it is. One of the things that I've noticed is, is that some people, depending on where they're coming from the world, they want to get out of their present situation and they want to come here, but they concentrate too much on actually just getting here. They don't think about what they're going to do once they get here. So what I've always done is I've always wanted to take a holistic approach to, to immigration and also settlement. So basically the challenge is, is five days for people to sit down and learn 
uh, about the immigration system, about how to get here, also where to live. Like Canada is not just Toronto. There's a lot of diversity and a lot of different uh, things here. And what I like to tell people is, is like, hey, you're coming here. You're basically, you know, going to start a new life. You might as well plan it around what you want. Recently, I've been dealing with a lot of Americans that uh, that have a lot more portable jobs. So they're finding like, hey, I don't actually have to be here. And by the way, like my money goes further in Canada. So I think I'm just going to go sit on, you know, in the Rocky Mountains next to a ski resort or something, you know. So a lot of people are, are looking at it like that. So that's kind of the settlement portion. And then we just give them a plan and say, here's what it looks like. Here's what you need to do. Here's your action plan. And that's what the challenge is. That's pretty amazing. Well, well, thanks for that. Again, we'll link to that in the show notes. And if people have any questions about Toronto, about your book, or, or about becoming a Canadian citizen, what's the best way for them to reach you? You know what? I'm obviously on all the social media, but I, uh, I always tell people just to send me an email. Um, if they send me an email, my email is brandon at mysecondpassport.ca. Uh, just say that they heard, this, heard, heard about me on your show, and I'll send them a free copy of my book. But there's one caveat to that, Lee, and that's basically like, I want to know what their interest in Canada is. Um, that's one thing that actually I ask everybody just because I, I really am interested in, in what uh, what's the interest of people. So, again, send me an email. Uh, no, it doesn't put you in some sort of funnel or, or you know, some virtual assistant in a far off land uh, answers it. It's, it comes directly to me. Just tell me that you heard about me here and uh, tell me why you want to come to Canada and I'll send you send you a copy of the book there and you can uh, check it out. So it's branded at mysecondpassport.ca. Well, thank you so much for that. And again, we'll include all that in the show notes. And, you know, Brandon, it's been a pleasure and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks, man. Looking forward to seeing you as well. What an awesome conversation with Brandon. I can't wait to go back to Toronto and explore more of the city. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Toronto. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Antigua, Guatemala to speak with my new friend Katrina Julia of fitlifecreation.com. Katrina and I talk about hiking the Cerro de la Cruz, visiting El Agua Volcano, and sampling chocolate at Chaco Museo. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.